Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa DeMattis-Lapore and Ann Baldwin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. I am Ann Baldwin. And I am Lisa DeMattis from The Connection. You are president and CEO of The Connection, ma'am. Yes, and you are president and CEO of Baldwin Media. Right. You know, I had a good thing happen to me. I got to share with you. I think you're already aware of it, but the Hartford Business Journal comes out with their, um, their book of lists. So the top manufacturing companies, the top this, the top that. So we made it into the top 20, almost the top 15 of, um, fabulous. of public relations and market. Thank you. That's so, amazing. 22 years. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. It means Kudos a lot. To you. And of course, the connection was listed as one of our major clients. We love working with you. And um, feeling just, is mutual. Thank you. It's just been a pleasure. So it's always nice to get that little bit of recognition for working your butt off. You know. No, it's true. That's really huge. Yeah, it Kudos, is. Kudos Thank to you. you. I'm excited. Thank you. And I put something on Facebook. It's not... It's not quantity, it's quality, and that's that's really what it's all about for us here. So um, It speaks a lot about who you are, your commitment, your dedication, and our experience and my personal experience working with you is you're very responsive and professional and solution-focused, and, you know, um, I know in the past when we've called you over issues, it, you know, if you're concerned about something, you just take over the problem and help people fix it. And that is so important. Like any of the work we do, that's what we do with the connection. But to be able to hand over something to a professional who is empathetic and professional and it explains to you how you handle certain difficult situations, right, is amazing. So thank you for that. Oh, it's, you know, and unfortunately or fortunately, crisis communication or strategic communication is, is a big part of what we do here. And, and I love it. And I think it goes back to... My old, you know, news reporting days and, and being a newscaster and seeing the reaction of people when you stick that microphone in their face, usually during a time of tragedy or, you know, when they don't, when they don't expect it, right? So you stick the microphone in their face and they just, you know, they're like a deer in the headlights. So I said, when I leave this business, I'm going to go help people deal with today's media because it can be so devastating. It is. And, um, and I got to say that, you know, I, I deal with a lot of the reporters and a lot of the, the personalities, you know, here in Connecticut and beyond and having that conduit between, you know, the person they want to speak to and, and, and it's, it's, you, you do need some help sometimes cause you don't know what to do and how to say so, but I appreciate that. It's, it's so true. And it's different. You know, people say, wow, must be nice owning your own company, being the president like you are, but it is nice because I'm the boss, right? You're the boss. 
but it's 24-7, Lisa. It is. And that's one thing I thought about with this new year, too, is it can consume you, right? Mm -hmm. And I look back into my days at Channel 30, and I look back at the people that made my life miserable back then, and I remember the torment that it caused me. And now I fast forward to today, and I'm like, why did I even worry about that? Why did I even let that person get to me? Because now, who are they in my life today? Zero. I know. I agree. But it's nice being your own boss, isn't it? It is. There's pro. There's a lot of um, mm-hmm. wonderful things to it, but it, it comes with a lot of responsibility and commitment and dedication and why you get up every day and believing in whatever your mission is, like my mission, is key. Staying true to it and taking care of yourself in the meantime to balance everything because, like, you and I both have 100 roles, right, that we right. play. And so how do you balance all that out? And you have to get a lot of support. And the best thing is having supportive friends and our family when you have a, a role like you and I do. Right. Because, you know, you think when you're at the top, you know, that you are, you just, you know it all and you've got it all together. But that's not always the case. And especially with you, you know, you deal with behavioral health issues. You know, you've got a really big job. You've got locations at the Connection all over the state. Um, how many employees do you have? Almost 500. 500 employees. I mean, I can't even imagine the magnitude of that. But it's the people that you have working with you. Oh, Kate, they're Kate. That, that makes the difference, right? Absolutely. It's all those talented uh, staff, colleagues around me that make the connection great and what it is and come in and do the work every day. And it's very, really important um, to never lose track of why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. What is the mission? What is the purpose? Why do you do it? And how do you ensure that you're meeting that mission and that, you know, light at the end of the tunnel every single day? And that's what it's all about. You can't lose sight. If you lose sight of it, then you can't do what anything, I think any passion you have, you have to really keep your eye on the prize. Right. So we've got a new administration um, up at the, the Capitol um, with uh, Governor Ned Lamont now. Right. And so um, how do you think things look for the future of Connecticut with, you know, the new administration and um, the legislative session um, now underway? Um, what are some of the things that, you know, the organizations like The Connection or like, you know, because I know that you do a lot of collaborative work we with do. other mental health organizations. Um, how do you think or is the landscape going to change? Clearly, they are bringing in new administration. So a lot of the old are leaving and or retiring. So that's time for change. And I will miss a lot of folks that are stepping down or retiring because I've worked with them for a long time. But this this is sort of the natural evolution of any change agent. It appears that they're bringing in new folks into our state who have a lot of experience and knowledge and passion. I think that's positive. You you never know, you know, sort of the fear of the unknown. Mm Mm-hmm. However, we we needed a change and we're we needed a change and we're gonna be going through that and I think this is a good question to ask me in another few months how it's rolling out. Right now we don't know. We're still waiting to hear final um appointments but I do hear that they are bringing like I said people in from out of state not necessarily promoting from within although some folks from within that are staying will be promoted um I went to a meeting recently with um, Susan Bysowitz, um at our one of the behavioral health meetings with um, all of my CEOs, many CEOs from around the uh, state were there talking about 
focus and what they're looking at and the importance of treatment programs and the work that we do, et cetera. And uh, she clearly was very abreast of the issues and the struggles that many of us have in Connecticut. Waiting lists are long, which shows that treatment is so needed for so many people, right? Well, one of our programs, we have 600 people on a waiting list for supportive housing. And those are folks who have been approved and meet the criteria. It's not just, oh, this is a waiting list. I'm actual people that need to come in. And I think that that's a small indication of where we all are in the state. Our problems are not going away. In some ways, they're getting exasperated, especially with fentanyl and the other shows that we've had to talk about mm-hmm. what's been happening. Uh, I talked to uh, a friend of mine today, a colleague who's um, her friend's, her son's uh, friend passed away from an overdose, 21. Um, this is the kid, you know, high achiever, baseball, football team, etc. Very, very sad. So... I'm my I'm hopeful. I want to be hopeful that the new administration are, will realize the severe problems we have in our state that will work towards supporting the work that we all do and that we will try to um, help all of the citizens in Connecticut. Well, and let's just hope that it's not a restart, like, you know, that the learning curve, that you don't have to start over. Like, for example, I work a lot with public education here in Connecticut. And, um, you know, that's the problem and that's the blessing with the old. They know the issues. And so now how much do you have to bring people up to speed? How much do you have to let them, you know, realize and let them in on what the reality is? And you've already been cut to the knees as far as, in my opinion, financially. So many of these agencies. But with your collaborative efforts and working together as a system rather than in isolation, you've made huge strides in, in assessing and dealing with mental health issues here in Connecticut. And you've expanded your services. I mean, we have. you know, you're, you've got a huge presence now in New Haven. Um, you've got the, the walk-in access where people don't need to make an appointment. They can go in and talk to somebody and get the help they need immediately. Which is fantastic. It is. So, so many great things have been happening. Wait and see. It's going to be, where do we stand? What does our budget look like? This is a great state. I mean, I'm tired of he- hearing people, everyone's moving out of Connecticut. I don't understand why. Or moving to, I know, cost, et cetera, et cetera. But I think Connecticut has a lot to offer. It does have a lot to offer. And, you know, and that's what I was thinking, too, especially over the holidays when I I was traveling. It has so much to offer, but, you know, there's just so many things that need to be fixed. And when you think about the cost of living, um, you know, some things you have to just, it's a give and take, right? Every state has their issues. So it's what you can handle and what you can deal with. But it's only going to help our society if we can maintain, especially the social services and behavioral health services that people so desperately need in our state. You know, I was on a business trip with a friend. My girlfriend was out there also for business in Chicago. And we were in a very uh, nice section of Chicago. I could not believe the number of homeless people. Overwhelming in Chicago. And again, it's just indicative of, it's not just Connecticut, Chicago, New York, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. Yeah, I I just saw the same thing in Colorado, the people living on the streets. I mean, it's just, 
you know, and you, I don't see that much of it here, but, you know, and I know that there's this big incentive that's coming up. Um, what do they call it? Where they go out and a number of agencies, including the connection, take part where you actually the go. The homeless count. The homeless count, where you actually go into shelters and you go out and you count in different cities how many people are out there homeless. Homeless also in Greenwich. It's every part of our state. People think it's only it's only the inner cities. It's not. It's every, every single um, part of our state has this problem. Mm -hmm. So when you say there's a huge waiting list for people for um, assisted uh, supportive housing, so what does that mean? I mean, what would solve that issue? Building a bunch of affordable housing places or what's what? Well, it's not just, it's not just supportive housing. It, it, that's, that is not going to work. What's going to work is providing folks with a safe place to live right with wraparound case management services at the same time to assist people in navigating life because it's hard i mean i wish i don't you wish you had a full-time case manager in some ways to help oh my you, gosh yes. to help you yes. get through right. you know how do you you know deal with certain issues that come up and so again it just is indicative that the problem isn't going away and you know, we have worked really uh, hard, diligently with the Department of Children and Family and have had many, many families um, close their cases out of DCF. And we know that because we have research tied to it. And we've gone through studies with the Appropriations Committee to show that our families are, are getting reunified and they're not an active case anymore. So, again, treatment works. It's financially, it's saving the state money. We know that for a fact. When I talk about this, it's not because I'm supposed to or it's the right thing to say. It's because we, we have research associated with our numbers, and so it's a reality. Some of our programs have the lowest recidivism rates, even in the country. So that's why we do the work we do, because we are improving lives. It's just an ongoing, you know, will it ever completely go away? No, but we can't turn a blind eye and make believe, you know, we, we talked about NIMBY, not in my backyard. Right. It's everywhere. Every listener that's on our show, that's listening to our show right now, either has been personally affected or knows someone that's been affected by mental health, substance abuse, homelessness, domestic violence, et cetera, et cetera. It's true. Right. It, it, it's just not, it's not isolated to one demographic or to one town. It's like you said, it's everywhere. And then I'm assuming too, you're going to be working uh, closely with the Department of Corrections too, because of your programs associated um, with that. So what do you look forward to accomplishing there? I am hopeful that we will be able to, in the state, provide more housing opportunities for women coming out of prison, because that's a huge need. And I would love to see that happen. Um, DOC, Department of Corrections, has been very diligent in providing um, safety to the, to the community. And they're always looking at creative ways to ensure that our community is getting safer and safer. And that's why we have specific programs. And I do believe that they'll be expanding services in the state, which is a great, was amazing. And I think the Department of Children and Family will do the same. And I'm looking forward to see what those changes will be. And... Um, Clearly, there's a lot of bright people that are working up at the Capitol. You know, everyone wants to, you know, say that, oh, 
I, and I understand that, but there are people that are very passionate, like you and I, that really care about the issues happening in our state. Mm -hmm. But to humanize them, right? To, to show exactly. the faces and hear the voices of the people that, you know, if they just had some help with this or if they had that program to get them to the next step. I mean, and that's what it is. It's a stepping stone, right? It's a stepping you, you stone. you got to start here and then hopefully you get to the point that you've got a roof over your head so you can get your kids back and you can get a job and you can do the things that, you know, people that are, you know, contributing to society do. Um, but in order to do that, you've got to have that. And if you've got 600 people on the waiting list for supportive housing, you know, you hit that roadblock. And then what happens to the individual? You know, I mean, we can only exactly. assume. So anyway, um, Ann Baldwin and Lisa dematis Lapore, and we are talking raw today. We call this our raw show. Raw show. Because we don't have a guest. We don't have a guest. But we today. have each other. We do. We do. That's right. <laughs> and that's what it's all about because, you know, it is a new year and, um, you know, you and I, we're both in our late 50s, right? We are. We are, which I love it. I love my age right now. I'm having a ball. It's not that bad. It's not that bad, but I can see myself getting more like my mother. Like my tolerance level for stuff is kind of plateaued and I so I got to work on that this year and I'm trying to be a little bit a little bit more tolerant what was your new year's resolution declutter mm -hmm. simplify how's that going well if you were to walk into my office people are walking by my office thinking is she moving or what's happening because I as soon as I walked in I took everything off of every shelf and put it on my conference table and I'm dusting and packing things up bringing things home or throwing things away simplify less is more this is my new resolution well you know when you go to look for something now you're not gonna be able to find it I know because I think you and I kind of work in the same kind of environment like I am not I'm not organized like the more clutter I kind of have in my office the more organized I am and the minute I clean it up or someone else cleans it up I can't find what I need well that but maybe that's a systems issue it could be but I, I just, I just have to do that. Throw, I mean, really, I can't. Too much stuff. Even home, too much stuff. I, I said to my husband, if I bring one more thing in this house, besides food, you know, tell me to throw it away. Right. Well, or if one comes in, one comes out, right? Exactly. That's the goal. I know I'm working on the same thing, and it's, it's overwhelming. It's a big job, and you just have to make, you know, find one goal, set one little space, work on that, and then move to the next one. But, you know, and it's it's interesting because who was I just, all this stuff that we collect in our lives. Oh, it was at church over the holidays. And, you know, for what? You know, to make our lives fuller? Is that why we have all this stuff? Because when you're gone, the stuff's still there. I know. I've recently gone to my neighbors um, up the street who I was really close with. I know their kids didn't come around much. We'd have them over for every holiday, elderly couple, just wonderful people. So the kids put them in a nursing home eventually, which they needed to be in a nursing home. But then, uh, you know, fast forward three weeks later, and it was an estate sale. Oh. And, it, you know, it was in the spring. Doors were wide open, and everything that they owned, everything was for sale. This guy's medals from World War II. Wow. I mean, really personal stuff. This woman was a watercolor artist. You know, five bucks on her paintings that... And I'm like, this is how it ends. This is what it is. Like, just nobody cared about the stuff. Yeah. I bought um, I bought a set of her china for my daughter because my daughter was close with them. 
So she'll have that memory. And I bought some of his medals just because I couldn't stand. Wow. I couldn't stand to see them just rummage that's a, through. That's and, amazing. Yeah. And she quilted and they were just a lovely couple. But that's how it all, people don't want your stuff. I know. They don't. I collect paperweights. I know you do. They, I prob- you have a beautiful collection. Thank you. Yeah, I have too many. And I've always bought two of each one when I find two. And my kids said to me, why do you do that? I've got a boy and a girl and they're adult children. I said, so when I die, you can split up the collection. And you know what they said to me? We don't want that crap. We don't want it. What are you going to do with I it? I don't know. It makes me so sad because nobody wants it. I think it's the best thing in the world and nobody wants well, they're it. They're so, they're, they're beautiful. I saw your collection. Yeah, I mean, for now I'll keep the collection, but you know, I gotta, th- you gotta think about those things and you gotta think about what you would leave behind as far as all this stuff. If something were to happen to us, it's not, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be everybody else's problem. Yeah, I agree. I what mean, we, we both inherit, we inherited every, our parents stuff from their house. Because they didn't want it when they moved to Florida. They wanted new stuff. Mm-hmm. So we have their stuff. So, and the stuff that you had. And the stuff. So it's, we're getting another dumpster. We already filled one up during the summer. And we it was huge. Almost entire. I mean, it was the biggest one you could get. And that thing was filled to the brim. And we're going to get another one after the winter's over. And I can't wait. Now people are going to say, well, why wouldn't you donate it? Why wouldn't you donate the stuff? Well, there is stuff that we're donating, but stuff we're, oh, furniture and things like that. It's just tough to, you know, and we, we, we may do it. We'll probably do a tag sale for some of the, some of the things, but mm-hmm. then there's certain things I'm not going to, you know, certain things like, like, you know, Nico, my son's for his bomber jacket. I mean, it's crazy. I know. It's a cute little leather uh-huh. jacket. But there's also, you know, obviously photos are sentimental. My, you know, great grandmother's China is beautiful. It's amazing. Those types of things, you know, you want to keep. But my son already said, I don't want that stuff. What am I going to do with that? I don't want it. So I don't know what's going to happen to Who it. Who knows? Who knows? But that's what you got to think about. You got to think about who's who's going to want what and, and, like I said, get rid of it. So that's, I think, what a lot of people are working on is simplifying. Life is complicated. Because I Simplify. feel lighter, right? I feel yeah. lighter and I feel better just with doing little things that I go back and look at and go, oh, that feels so good. I agree. So. Like cathartic. Get rid of stuff. Mm-hmm. Too much stuff. I still have. So I haven't been at Channel 30 for 22 years. I've been gone 22 years. Wow. I still had in my attic all of my old news anchor suits. The ones with the padded yes. shoulders and the little, yeah. you know, matching kerchief and the all these Casper suits and dress barn suits. I had them all. I mean, just what was that? What am I thinking? Like, what am I going to do with that stuff? So... I donated them. They'll probably end up in a costume shop or some sort of a, you know, 80s movie or something. <laughs> nobody nobody wants that crap. But, you know, you think at the time that you just can't part with it. It's an issue. It is an issue. It is an issue. Too so, much stuff. Right. So hopefully some of our listeners out there are kind of doing the same thing. Maybe they have some advice for us. Like, where should we start? What can we, we do? Need an organi- what I need an organizer. I, ha- I hired an organizer once. I hired this lady. She was a professional organizer. And it was the most bizarre experience I've ever had. My kids were younger. I remember them being at home. And she wanted to start with my underwear drawer. Really? Yeah. She goes, let's start in your underwear drawer. I'm like, that's weird. That's weird. That's really weird. And I don't know. And then she talked to my kids like, look, your mother needs your support. As she declutters this house, it's going to be very important. She was just so bizarre. I'm like, I'm done. Didn't get anything accomplished. 
I don't know. I don't know how I let that happen, but that was frustrating. But anyway, so yeah, there are a lot of good professional, and there's a lot of, you know, Google tips too. Absolutely. You know, a lot of stuff on good advice and how to squish the stuff down. It makes you feel better. It does make you feel better. And uh, maybe some of you out there have some tips or some advice for us. If you'd like to contact us, I want to mention too, because we've gotten some some listener mail and some emails. Um, I'll give you my email address, which is Ann. No E, plain old Ann, A-N-N, at baldwinmedia.net. That's Ann at baldwinmedia.net. And uh, we do the show, as you know, every Sunday morning. We're getting some great feedback from people. I went to a few um, parties over the holiday and people who are either just getting in for the night <laughs> or who are early risers. A lot of folks are listening to this program, so that makes me feel good. We get some good feedback. We do try to talk about issues happening in our state and highlight important people and what they're doing in Connecticut to better the state we live in, which is really exciting to hear. Yeah, and I love the stories of the of the people who are clients of, of the connection that come in here and that talk about, you know, how they, with supportive services, have turned their lives around. And I got to tell you, until I started working, you know, with a lot of agencies like yours, I had a different perspective on all this stuff like you know their problems aren't my problems you know I, I, I use inappropriate words and now I get it you know why because I've met these people and plus I have my own issues that I have dealt with and continue to deal with in my recovery so now I get it and I love to see when the mom gets the supportive housing and has gone through all these services and gets her children back and her children are graduating from high school and going to colleges and you know it's just like it's a it's a success story I love it we have many of those yeah there's so many and everybody's level of success is different you know yours might be that you're president and CEO and you've got a wonderful 16 year old Nico I mean we've all got our own things that that make us feel good and that's what makes me feel good is to see people that can get it and keep working at it and get to the next and break the cycle more importantly that's huge that's so big it really is so many of our clients I I see a lot of the women that came into our program when we start when I first started the connection you know uh, 27 years ago those babies that were born thriving getting married they went to college so many of them it's amazing to me like how could that look at this beautiful young woman I held her in her arms when she was just a newborn and mom got her act together and changed the life of of her daughter and the path for her and that's what why we do the work we do and then we see that a lot there's thousands of these cases which is so fabulous to me we don't throw people away and I think it's about um, we just went through strategic our strategic planning and we talked about sort of what are the key words, the, the guide star words um, for the agency and why we do what we do. And my, this is my favorite one of all, courage. Courage. You know what that, why? Why? Because the connection is not afraid to treat the most difficult citizens in Connecticut. We're not afraid. It doesn't matter what your issues are. We don't look and say, oh, wow, look at this history of this person and we're not going to deal with it. And so I think courage, courage because we believe that that person's worth getting better and we believe that we are going to find a way to get that person the services they need. And 
We just believe in people. And you've probably seen it all, ma'am. I bet. Right? Oh, oh, off. Oh, you have no idea. Every walk of life, the saddest stories from some of the wealthiest families in Connecticut. We've seen, I've seen it all. So many stories that will blow your, just when you thought you heard the worst case story, you hear another one. And that's why self-care for the staff are important. That's why we provide training. But I have to keep it real. So I have to see the clients. I have to go to the programs. I need to talk to people. I need to talk to the staff. Having done that work for so many years, I haven't lost the perspective. And for me, it keeps it real. Oh, I have a really cool story to tell you. Okay, you got a minute. All right, this is super quick. Okay. As you know, we own the YMCA on House Street, New Haven. It's 90,000 square feet um, in that building. So the old Y back in its day, so beautiful architecture inside, right? There's a chapel in the building, a small chapel. And it's, it's um, soundproof also. My staff, as a labor of love, restored the chapel to its natural state. And I went last week, the day after Christmas, they, um, a couple, whenever that was, a couple weeks ago, they took me there. And, uh, you ha- and, and you have to see it. It's the most serene, and I, I can't, I have no words for it, what it's like inside. And they did this on their own. They did it on their own. They restored all the wood, all the pews, everything to its original state. The iron that's in that, you know, the, with the candlesticks. And we're going to be providing um, in-house um, services there. And it's a very teeny tiny chapel. But you have to experience it to believe it. And the staff just did it because they wanted to. Wow. Is that amazing? That's amazing. It speaks a lot to the their compassion and their dedication, right? Well, this was a fun raw. It was a fun raw. And hopefully you folks out there enjoyed listening to this edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. Lisa and I will be back again next week. get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com